All right, guys, welcome back to Air Yards. This is a football podcast for fans who like to have a drink at your bar and chat with your friends. I'm your host, Brandon Kwok, here with my co-host, Ethan Lee. Hello there. And we are just oh so super excited to be back for season two, um, continuing our off-season trend of taking deep dives into each division and kind of seeing what we think. Um, so we have a lot of football to get into, but before we do that, let's talk about our lives. Ethan, what happened in the past two weeks? Um, past two weeks, uh, let me see, I, what are you, I went to a wedding where I met most of my girlfriend's family, um. Okay, met for the first time, or met? Most of them, yeah, I met her mom a couple times, but I met, like, the rest of them kind of there. Okay, so I, I was, uh. I know, I know they might listen to this, so I'm not gonna, I don't want you to get too, too detailed for risk of losing (laughs) something important, but how long have you been dating her? Oh, like, what, 15, 16 months? So over a year. Yeah, nearly a year and a half. That's so, okay. Just side note real quick. Why do people do that? Like, over a year, they're like, oh, 18 months? It's like, year and a half. Like, what? Yeah, what? I guess. Yeah, I mean, but I guess I would just, like, even of anything else, I'd probably say 18 months before I'd say a year and a half. Uh, is this just like carrying over from you having children, or like I, I'm very confused by this, or I guess I by society in general? Then, yeah, I don't know. I would just always say eighteen months. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, okay. eighteen months bad example, but I'm just saying like people do this with babies all the time, where they're like, "Oh, it's fifteen months." It's like you could just guesstimate year and a half. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, at, at what point is it negligible? <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyhow, back to the story. Um. This is the first time you've okay. met them. You've been dating your girlfriend for over a year. That's crazy. Yeah. A bit, yeah. Um, I guess, like, they live the other end of the country, and between different things, she was, like, working weekends normally, and then I was working during the week, so it was kind of inconvenient to, like, find a proper time to get over. Um, but, yeah, we've done that now. Was it scary? Uh, not really. I think I'm pretty likable, so... uh you think you're I, oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you went there. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess beyond that, I've also been watching my team, the Toronto Raptors, uh, advance to the NBA Finals, which kick off tonight. Yeah, it's been a it was a rough, rough week for those of us in Wisconsin. Uh, the Bucks came up short. Um, which we can talk about in a, in a hot sec, but yeah, the Brewers just kind of shit the bed. Not not great. Yeah, I mean, great for me because obviously it's the first time in the franchise history and whatever. But uh, it was definitely a bit of a roller coaster from you know going down two games and then coming back, but still there, still in it to win it. So uh, that'll be me up to about five a.m. tonight and up at seven for work. Just don't go to sleep. Not worth it. Yeah, well, maybe like an hour or two. Oh man, you're you're crazy. I, I every time you yeah. mention that you're like you're Toronto fan, in my head it just makes sense. You know, obviously you you studied abroad in Toronto, so you did live there for a period of time. But you're in a kind of enviable position where you can switch your allegiances at any point you want. You're not bound by geography. Yeah, but I mean, sports often goes deeper than that. Well, and yeah, I absolutely. Never... Like you, there'd be a huge bitch move just to switch because your oh, yeah, team's like, doing like, a hypoth- 
Hypothetically, I could, yeah. But like that's the kind of thing, though. You know, it's that's a double-edged sword. You could if you wanted to, but you also can't because you've kind of rooted yourself in to one thing, yeah, yeah, and yeah. now that you have no other external ties, you're kind of stuck. Like, for better or worse, the charges are your guys. Yeah, I know, and it's normally for worse. Um, <clears throat> how about you? How was a uh, Juarez? Uh, Juarez was nuts. <laughs> I, I'm glad you made it back alive, actually, just to get that out there. Yeah, so so to kind of recount what happened, I, I actually don't even think I've told you this yet. So when we get, I fly in Monday night, I'm waiting for my uh, co-worker to show up, and so he gets in yeah. around 10, so we get an Uber to the border, which is just a weird description of, like, where do you want to go? The, just mm. to, to the edge of the country. And so we did that, and then she's like, yeah, when you walk across the bridge, just call your Uber right away so you can get in and go. So we did that. No one checked any documents or anything. It was just like, pay 50 cents and you can walk across this bridge, and you are now in a new country. Okay. It was super, super strange. And we're like, okay, cool. And then we get across, and we're like, I, I guess we're in Mexico now. We go to the hotel. We're, we were supposed to get this little, like, I guess permission slip thing that would let us go into the factory that we were going to tour. Yeah. And we didn't get that when we got there. So we had to go back that night to get it. It's like now like 1130. We're walking around like the border. And there's just like nobody there. It's like all dark and shit. And we asked this one guy, Hey, can, where do we find this thing? He's like, Oh, go down this alley and then just go, go a couple blocks. It's a, it'd take a left. And we were like, what the fuck? So we go a little bit. And then he's just like, no, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going. We're like, we're going to die. So, oh, this, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We didn't. We made it to immigration. We got our little sticker. Um, some things I don't really want to talk about just because I don't want to. I don't, I don't want. We, we made promises. <laughs> well, they what happens in Juarez stays in Juarez. Sort of. So, but yeah, so it was it was great. I mean, like, fortunately, uh, my coworker was, you know, he speaks Spanish. He's from Mexico. And okay, we cool. the guys down there were kind of tour guides. But yeah, so I didn't die. Juarez is not as dangerous as you might have thought. But don't walk around at night. Don't drink the water either. Okay, that's... Uh, yeah, I would stay far away from that. Um, Clint, you had fun anyway? Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about the end of Game of Thrones briefly? <sighs> so much has already been written and talked about it. I mean, my, my two cents were it was not the right way to end the show. I mean, like, I get it. It makes sense. It just felt disappointing. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the finale itself, given the season we'd been given, was fine. And, like, the first half I thought was, like, good enough, but then the second half was just abysmal. And it is what it is. Did you, you know, if you look at it still as a collection of, like, you know, this eight-season show still a great show but sure i mean did you ever watch dexter i did not actually okay so for those listeners who have seen dexter that's kind of the same feeling i got or i was just like oh really that's it that's how you ended it dexter's great you yeah, should watch I... dexter anyhow just as a, as an aside but yeah i guess i'll just watch the first like two seasons and i'll not uh, put myself through the turmoil so okay um I really am interested. I really love our new segment. Uh, let's talk about people real quick. Okay. Um, I actually have a pretty fucking galling one this week. All right, let's do it. Um, so 
this isn't like a complaint about people generally, more this particular person. But so I got off, I get like a train to work and I got off the train coming home on Tuesday at like six o'clock. So it was, you know, bright out still, whatever. And like from the train station to my house, I have to walk through this kind of like residential area. So I'm walking, whatever, I'm listening to music, just, you know, get on with my day, life's good. Like a normal thing. And then, yeah, and then suddenly this fucking knack bag comes up behind me on a bike and just lifts my fucking beats from off of me and cycles away. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, it may, somewhere between like 16 and 19, some little shitbag just like stole my beats and like because like a residential area on a bike he could just like change on a side street and then it was just gone within like four seconds some so, so jabroni just like cruised up behind you and I, obviously i guess you're listening to music you can't hear him and yeah just... i can't hear him because they're like bluetooth so it wasn't like they were connected to anything and just jacked them the fuck <laughs> yeah so um i'm down one pair of beats uh which is a shame. Slight consolation that they came with my Mac. I didn't like pay for them well, out of pocket, which would have sucked. Sure, but now you have to pay for other ones. Yeah, I mean, I had like other earphones that I used for the gym and other like wired ones, so it's kind of gone back to them, and I just feel pretty sad with myself. Thought I mean like. I make it out of Juarez A-OK and you're just walking down your street and you get robbed. <laughs> yeah, Where, yeah, where's exactly. the irony there? Like, this, I'm both frustrated and impressed. Like, frustrated because it sucks, but impressed with the, like, efficiency of the robbery. Did you get a good look at like, this, this kid? Or just, like... Like, I'm very, like, a glance. Like, I could probably recognize him if I saw him again, but it was also just, like, generic, like, white kind of young adult male like you know it's not really any kind of big redeeming features or anything too noticeable oh yeah you're kind of screwed then oh yeah never getting them back so well, well, i'm sorry if i do want a new pair i know how to go about stealing them efficiently so all right so i guess i could talk about my story real quick not, not to kind of Oh, yeah, yeah, go go for it. I don't want to spend too much time on it. So, I mean, really, I had a hard time coming up with something until literally on my drive home from work. It was bumper-to-bumper traffic. You know how that that whole gig goes. I've heard. And I'm just like, like, what the fuck? Like, I get out of it, and there was nothing. I'm like, why did this take so long? And I kind of look over, and everybody's on their fucking phone in the middle of traffic. Mm. And it's just like, wow, this this is the problem people aren't fucking paying attention and so we're slowing down it's, it's like a really minor inconvenience and yeah of course like if you're in tra- if you're in whatever bumper to bumper traffic being on your phone is not the worst thing in the world you're not going to kill anybody yeah. but like fuck people pay attention <laughs> it's like yeah no i would agree even when i'm like walking to work i like have to walk through like a kind of couple streets through traffic and i see people because it's busy just you know like with balancing their phone on their steering wheel and you know, I get it, like, being in traffic's fucking boring and it sucks, but, you know, that's kind of how shit happens. It's not, it wasn't even, like, ba- like, balancing on the steering wheel. It was, like, straight up, the phone is in your lap and you're just, like, head down. Like, I can't tell if you're asleep or you're dead or you're just an asshole. An asshole. Yeah, probably. would be my, yeah. So, people are assholes. 
Look at you. Let's get off your phones. All right. Oh, if, yeah. People are total assholes. I wholeheartedly agree. So, something that's not about assholes. All right. Let's talk about football. Can we talk about some football. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So, last week we talked about the AFC East. Uh, obviously, the Patriots are still kings. So they'll be kings of the world until Tom Brady is officially dead because he's never dying and he's never retiring. Um, this week, we're going to talk about the NFC West. Um, in terms of, let's, before we get there, some big weekly news and a big uh, a heavy hitter for myself. Uh, Bart Starr passed away this Sunday at the age of 85. Uh, Super Bowl one and two MVP and the first guy to win oh. five uh, NFL championships. So, Okay, see, I had no idea who he was, so I'm what? sorry to hear that. What? I mean, why would I know who Bart Starr is? He's one. Of, I mean, like, I, I, like, I guess, as an international fan, that's fair. But he is one of the most uh, iconic football players of oh, ever. <laughs> okay, that's guys never heard of. Like the only person with like star in their surname I know is like Rachel Star. That's a porn star. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's a good star in her name. Uh So anyhow, yeah, he. Sorry, I sorry, I, I can't commiserate with you, but that's, I that's do fair. feel. Sorry for your loss. So yeah, he he was the uh, the guy who kind of uh, he he was the the helm of the uh, Packers dynasty in the sixties. Oh, okay. So, um, so he passed Do away. Do you um, remember watching that fondly? Yes, from from pre womb, <laughs> I remember watching that fondly. Um, yeah. So uh, there that happened. Um, ben Watson was suspended four games. Uh, for yeah, okay. Can we talk about that? Like the fucking. Patriots, like what the fuck is this? They'll be okay. Like it's he'll come, he'll come they'll, they'll like, win four games, and then he'll come back and they'll win the next twelve, like always. No, I don't. I don't mean that it's gonna like impact their season, but just that like their fucking players keep getting done for juicing. There's something. Well, there's something fishy going on there. Well, who? I mean, it's Edelman last year, and then Watson this year. That's like two out of a hundred and six. No, look, look, it's more than a coincidence, Brandon. I think you should uh, open your mind. There's something in that. I'm not not hopping on this fucking conspiracy theory. This isn't happening. (laughs) Look, I hate the Patriots as much as everybody else, but it's not happening. Fine. Okay, I'll go, I'll workshop it. I'll come back. All right, yeah, let's let's talk about it in two weeks. Yeah. So. Um... What else has been going on? Well, just today, so we're recording on a Thursday, if you caught the tweet, um... Today, the Jets signed Terrell Pryor, who was on the team for, what, last year? I honestly can't remember because he made so little impact. It was them or the Skins. I believe he was definitely on the Jets for like, you know, 20 minutes beforehand for some reason. Anyhow, it's a, it's a solid depth signing, if nothing else. Like, I'm sure it's a minimal contract. You know, Sam Darnold has people to throw to now. Yeah, I remember he was like, had a good six-week stretch at, like, Cleveland or something, maybe, like, three, four years ago, and I thought maybe he had a little something about him, but uh, I think he's just either injured or an asshole. So then if he's injured and an asshole, it's just really not worth keeping him around. Or maybe he's just not a good player. Like, you know, you can be a good athlete and not be a good football player. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that, that happens pretty frequently, I'd say. So, anyhow... Yeah, let's get on with our, uh, well, what we put kind of on the title. Yeah. 
NFC West. All right. Big news from the NFC West. Obviously, the Cardinals had the number one overall pick, and we're not very good about screening. Sorry. What's up? I'm just shouting 11 wins. Just do. I think we should. uh, That should be the NFC West. The 11 wins NFC West. In honor of uh, our esteemed. Yeah. So. Do you want do we do you want to do we want to start with the the aforementioned eleven wins? Uh yeah sure why not? All right. Um, I don't really know what to expect the Forty ers like really. We saw George Kittle break out last year, but I guess given that Jimmy Garoppolo went down after like what week three or four, Jerry McKinnon didn't play all year. I I don't really know what their team is. They have a gajillion running backs now. Like they signed Tevin Coleman for absolutely no reason at all after signing Jarek McKinnon to a gigantic contract. Oh, I forgot they got Tevin Coleman. Yeah. They got, then this do they still have a like Matt Breida yeah. and Kyle Uzcheck? Yeah. Fucking yeah. The highest paid fullback in the league. Like I I don't okay. I don't know what their plan like. I don't know what the plan is. 49ers feel like a team that are still looking to prove that they are a legit team. Like, I just don't understand where their direction is going. Yeah, maybe there's like stockpiling players that sound good on like your fantasy team. Except none of them are going to be very helpful because they're all going to be in a timeshare. Yeah, and you you can't play them all at the same time. That's the problem. No. Um. Yeah, okay, I didn't realize that. I forgot the Tevin Coleman. Jeez, that is a bit fucking dumb. Yeah. And even but even what we did see last year, the Richard Sherman experiment or whatever that is, is like stupid. He's just He's toast. Not good um enough. they picked yeah. a defensive lineman for like the sixth straight year in the first round. Uh they have zero secondary. Their wide receivers are still kinda suspect. It just it feels like a team that has a lot in certain places and not enough in others. Like, they just didn't yeah. do a good job of assessing where their needs were and then addressing them. How do you think that if uh, they get off to maybe a rocky start, there will be calls for uh, Nick Mullins to come in? No, because he's... Uh, the Jimmy G, it's Jimmy G's team. Okay, well, I'll be starting the uh, get Nick Mullins the number one spot brigade okay i'll join you because it's gonna be hilarious but <laughs> like even let, let's look at their schedule like they have some soft games like they've got the bucks the Bengals, their skins uh two games against the cardinals maybe the ravens i'm not sure but and then other games you know it's not so much you know two games against the seahawks they'll probably be tough games uh saints falcons i'll throw the packers in there just because why because i love them uh, Panthers are probably the yeah. easy win. It's just like if they feel like a team that no matter how, what they do, they're probably going to go like seven to nine, eight and eight range. I just don't. Yeah, see it. that's what I'd imagine. So, and I should fuck it. I'm going to make yeah. that my pick: seven and nine. All right. Um. Okay. Fine. If you're going to do that, I'll go eight and eight just for a bit of a difference. I, I'm like excited because we were kind of robbed last year of seeing. Jimmy Garoppolo takes center stage of the team, you know, like we'd seen him, you know, play bit parts of the Pats and then come in halfway through or towards the tail end of the Niners season, what, two years ago now at this stage. But 
I wanted to see him, you know, play 16 games, and I want to see what, like, the kind of body work he puts up. Sure. I just, but I have a hard time... That said, I'm, I'm not very high on him. Like, I mean, he's good. I don't think he's... I have a hard time believing that Jimmy so. Garoppolo would have made that roster that much better last year. Because realistically, it was Jimmy Garoppolo and Jarek McKinnon. I was not a big fan of Jarek McKinnon to begin with, and Jimmy Garoppolo would not have made, turned that team from the second overall pick in the draft to somewhere in the middle. I don't... I, yeah. So I don't think so. Even the game... I mean, he didn't play many games, but the games that they played didn't look like kind of a world beater anyway, so I'm going right. to go 8-8 eight and eight just because... Why not? Um, I still think the Cardinals are terrible, and we will get onto them and like the Seahawks later. But I think they can kind of maybe steal some of the Seahawks territory. Yeah, maybe maybe get a win or two off them as well. So, okay, do you want to talk about the cards then? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Cardinals use um well to use their number one overall pick to take another quarterback. Um, but like the not. That's not much of the story. The story is how they overplayed their hand and kind of fucked around and then ended up getting a pretty poor return, I would say, for Josh Rosen. Yeah, for a guy that went in the top 10 the year before, is only 22 years old and could easily be a starter on probably six to eight other teams in the league. I, I think Josh Rosen got the poor end of the stick last year. He had a shitty team and a shitty offensive coordinator, and a shitty head coach, and he got screwed by it. Now the Cardinals revamped all of that stuff, and they didn't even give him a chance. It's like, fuck, if I'm him, I'm happy I'm out of there. Oh, I agree. Um, I mean, we'll wait and see. We should also mention they have a new coach now as well, in Cliff Kingsbury, who, didn't he get, like, fired from Texas Tech or something? But anyway, He had, like, three jobs in five months. You know, if, I guess you get a new kind of head coach, if, for whatever reason, Kyler Murray's his guy, fine. Like, you know, then take him, do whatever you want, cool. Like, you know, if he's calling any field to kind of get the quarterback he wants, if they're, if they're available. But then, you know, the second you know you're going to do that, just move Rosen. Don't, like, fuck around and then trade him, like, you know, during the draft or, you know, a week before a draft, like, you know you're picking Kyler Murray from, you know, months before. The second he commits to, you know, playing in the NFL, you know you're taking him. Which is so the, the dumbest the thing. Like second... Sorry, go well, on. Like, if you know you're going to do it, don't let everybody else know. Act like you're going to take Nick Bosa or Quinn and Williams or literally anybody else. Get rid of Josh Rosen and tr- like and you get more for him. Like a, a two and a whatever it was two and a three, maybe. For a first, was it like a two and a five or something? It, it, it was, was like not a, it was enough. Like a swap. It felt like the yeah, it felt it like was... the Odell Beckham trade or the uh, Antonio Brown trade. You were like, really? That's it? Like yeah, no, it was. This is a first round quarter quarterback. It, like he didn't have a Tim Tebow or fucking Brock Osweiler kind of year. He like had a shitty year and a shitty team and he's only 22 now. Like you can like, yeah. So anyhow, uh, I love the rest of the cards draft though. Like I think I said, I loved Andy Isabella. I loved, uh, Hakeem Butler. Um, they, so now Kyler Murray's got some people to throw to that, that aren't named Larry Fitzgerald. 
I think their defense is still going to be a problem. Uh, obviously, now Patrick Peterson being suspended, that doesn't help things either. Um, but this could be a down year, but it'd be a good down year, if that makes sense. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just looked up to see, confirm what that thing was. Yeah, it was a two and a five next year. Yeah, that's garbage. That's so bad. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, they've put a better kind of situation around Kyler. At least he's got a couple of weapons. And like you said, defense is going to be a problem. It's also going to depend on this new scheme under Cliff and how good Kyler Murray is going to be in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, if... Yeah, that, that's the main subplot. They, they'll go as he goes. That's a good point. So I'm looking at... I think four and twelve. I think year one is going to be tough, um, just because they don't have all of the right pieces yet. I think they need one more off season to really retool before they can get into winning. Yeah, I would be inclined to agree. I'm just gonna let me just have a quick look at the schedule. Oh, but I will just say that it's not very odd. like you know a rookie quarterback doesn't come in and right off the rip win like seven eight games normally well so they have a you know, unless sure sorry, they have a pretty soft schedule i mean in some areas they've got the lions the panthers Bengals, giants uh two games against the niners um but other so the, half their schedule is pretty fair the rest of it is very it's gonna be tough yeah um i'll go you said four and twelve i'm kind of jealous um uh, you can go four and twelve. Like we don't have to disagree. Yeah, I'm gonna say I, I, I'm gonna say four and twelve. I'm not gonna go and just give them an extra win for the sake of it. Sure. Like I'm looking at their games here. I'm just like you. They're gonna probably beat like the Giants and the Bucks and maybe the Bengals. And then you know they're gonna sneak a win, whether it's for the Niners or the Lions or something. But they're not gonna go and like win more than four games. No. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's that. Uh, we should probably... Hmm. I think we should do the Seahawks next. Leave the Rams for last because... You know, I guess they were the Super Bowl runners-up. Um, so we can kind of give them... Yeah, that sounds good. That little spot. And the Seahawks, I think, are a bit more interesting as well. Just given they're going through a lot of change between, you know, cutting players, players, you know retiring or getting caught because of injury um yeah they've they, they, it's the end of the kind of legion of boom you know what we've associated with seahawks for so long yeah it's it's crazy to think like even five it's years ago like over. this is this is where we'd be like you know like at that time it felt like that was gonna be fucking eternal i guess like you know cap situations yeah. and, and players they change but just to be completely a different team in that short of a span of time with like your front office didn't change. Your head coach didn't change. Your quarterback didn't change. That's kind of like, wow, that was quick. Yeah, for sure. It feels like that's the whole kind of thing that's changed, like you said. And also it feels like most of the Legion of Boom that have left, or that they've all left on, it wasn't kind of amicable in any way. It was all like... Don't know if it was handled badly because it's kind of hard to pay everyone, but it didn't really feel like people were leaving and being like, "Oh, you know, kind of love you twelves, like love this organization." Da, da, da. They were kind of like ready to go. Give me the fuck, you know, get me the fuck out of here by the end. Yeah, and maybe that's just a 
the individual. Like I, I, a lot of other people I know have been very grateful to be part of the Seahawks organization. So I, I don't think yeah. it's the front office. I think it's just limited to those, like, those I, individuals. I guess the people that are in that defense, dude, this is the defense that like had like a punch up before the Super Bowl. Like, you know, they're all very kind of not hot headed, but very definitive. You know, they're going to say how they feel hard on their sleeve kind of characters. So, yeah. You know, it's not surprising, I guess, that they're maybe a bit more outspoken with anything they find not to their taste. Yeah. So, that is, I mean, it's not even just on Legion of Boom that's that's changed. Their offense is very different now. Uh, I mean, it's just the whole team now. is just, It's just, it's the Russell Wilson show, and I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, I don't either. Just, is Brian Schottenheimer staying, staying there? Because if he is, they're fucked. I don't know. Because <laughs> that, uh, that game they played in the playoffs against Dallas, where they just kept running it for no reason, that was abysmal. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it depends on their OC. Uh, because Tyler Lockett had a bit of a breakout year, really, for him. He was, like, electric, and he was the only person on that team they could really throw the ball to at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, he he was great. Uh, I don't know how if that's gonna continue. It's kind of like it's it's one of those things where a receiver can have a big year. They really have to follow it up with another big year before they're considered like, okay, you're legit. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got he's one of those, and he's kind of Tyreek Hill esque. You know, he's not like as fast as Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill is just a freak, but he's still got that like burst and he's not that big but he can just like most of his plays come in big plays he's not like gonna kind of he's not antonio brown he's not he's not beating you you know within the first 20 yards and then destroying you after the catch yeah he's not picking up like you know 15 yard gains between the numbers he's burning you for kind of 40 down the sides sure and also we should mention they did uh pick uh dk matcalf combine uh, superstar yeah, Pete Carroll got his shirt off. Uh, Please tell me you saw that video. Oh, everyone saw oh that video. God. It was fucking great. For listeners who so haven't, good. look up the Pete Carroll video when he met DK Metcalf for the first time. First off, DK walks in shirtless, which he has every right to. He's completely chiseled. And then Pete Carroll says, you know what? I will one-up you. And then he takes his shirt <laughs> off. And that was the moment you knew he's a weirdo. Yeah. There isn't like... I think Pete Carroll's like a nine eleven truther. He's such an oddball, and I like I don't hate him as much as I used to, just because he's. I think his like weirdness has grown on me a little bit. Yeah, at first it was like weird because it's like kind of almost being weird to play a character, but now you know he's just like flat out strange, and it's more endearing. Yeah, definitely. So I it also helps when his team's kind of shit. So yeah, I mean, basically Russell Wilson is throwing it to. Tyler Lockett, and whenever DK can figure out how to catch a football. Yeah, let me see if I can tally up some wins here. I mean, the whole NFC West has kind of a weird, soft schedule. Yeah, I still... I think I'm going to say... Hmm... 6-10? and I'm going 8-8. and I I mean, they were a playoff team a year ago, and, like, realistically... Not that much has changed 
Like they lost Doug Baldwin, but he was injured a bunch last year, and they Earl Thomas left, but he was also injured for the second half of the year. I just I feel a lot of these games going their direction, but they just can't pull it out against tougher competition like the Rams and the Saints, the Eagles, Vikings, people like that. Maybe I just I guess I would agree with you, but I could go the other way in that last year I feel like they won like a kind of a lot of the closer games. And, you know, close games can often go either way. Sure. So, you know, I could see them losing a couple, but yeah, I think they're going to be kind of in the middle. So, okay. Um, and finally, let's uh, jump into the Rams real quick. I was very surprised to see they did not have a big offseason. Like, I know last year was the big Super Bowl push, and it got them there. But you'd almost think, after coming so close they double down and really go all in this year, but that didn't seem to be the case. Yeah, I do think in some ways they're maybe in a little weird spot where they're kind of tied into their guys and the only things they can do are maybe trying to sign a couple of kind of one-year, like one-and-done, or maybe max two-year free agents. Well, sure, but... And in this class, I feel like, the better free agents were looking you know, for multi-year deals multi-year deals or more money than the Rams could really afford to give them given the, all, all the kind of holes they would have had from you know when you're running this kind of like mercenary kind of lineups or like this mercenary team you know at the end of every season you're going to be having like seven or eight kind of holes to fill so if you want to give one person a lot of money then you're putting in absolute shithounds in other places which isn't really advisable yeah i mean it's a bummer because they were a lot of fun to watch last year uh, i mean it'll be interesting to see how todd Gurley's knee progresses from what, everything that i'm yeah, hearing it's I, I, it might be them just trying to kind of close the door on there isn't really an issue i i, I want to believe there's not an issue but at the same time it's kind of like there's a lot of smoke feels like there's a fire yeah, I mean, it could just be an issue we had last year, and like come in time for the season to start, he'll be like, you know, healthy again. Well, sure, but then the kind of begs but, the question: Is he going to wear down as the season goes on? Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's something that they might even have to look at in a way is trying to kind of limit him, and even you know, like in maybe the NBA players like Joel Embiid or whatever, who are known to maybe you know, break down, need a bit more management there on. You know, kind of like minutes restrictions or that sort of thing, or even like Kawhi Leonard in the finals. Now you was able to skip games, something akin to that. Fair, okay. But with if they can get away with it, obviously, but it might be something for them to look into. Just because, would you rather win maybe like one extra game during the season, or have Todd Gurley, you know, kind of at full speed for the playoffs? I mean, I think it's ultimately going to come down to where they are. Like, if they're in a position where they can afford to sit him, you sit him. Like they did last year at the end of the year. If they can't sit him because they might not even win the division, that's, you know. Yeah. I don't think there will be, a, like, in a kind of worry about winning the division this year. But even, I just think, even like, in a game, you have to, have to like, not play Todd Gurley, but even just you know, give him more breaks throughout a game, just less banged up over the kind of totality of a match. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the the Rams would be as good as they were last year, but yeah, no, neither do I. I think last year was their uh, year. It was their the year. They're, they're, st- they're still the best team in the division, though. Like that's fairly evident. Yeah, no, they still have that kind of comfort, but I just think when you get up to the kind of you know upper levels of the NFC. Last year, everything kind of fell, like, and it broke pretty well for them. Also, I mean, we should mention the utter meltdown, really, that, you know, kind of they underwent in the Super Bowl, and whether that might spell some sort of recipe for other teams. I Obviously, no one is going to be as good as the Patriots, and Bill Belichick's a mastermind, and no one knows what he's thinking, but does it present some sort of blueprint or kind of ideas for other teams to look at and go, hey, we know how to at least make the Rams work a lot harder. Yeah, I mean, it was essentially forced Jared Goff to throw the ball into tight situations and <laughs> but he uh, couldn't couldn't come through on that. I mean, we kind of knew that Jared Goff wasn't the best thrower of the football. I think he was really left open because of the way that they uh, Todd Gurley was playing. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's true. If Todd is not running, then you have to respect the run game, then it's a bit of a different story. Mm-hmm. But I think it will just be curious to see what Sean McVay maybe cooks up over the offseason to try and reinvigorate his team a bit because he's going to need to do something. He can't just kind of run out the same offense three years in a row and expect to kind of have the same results. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with us talking about this in May, and uh, the season doesn't start till what, like 99 days? 98 days? 98 days. Packers-Bears. Let's go! <laughs> Very good. So, um, what are you looking at for record oh, here? Oh, records. Uh, I haven't looked at their schedule, so I'm going to say 11 wins. Uh, See, so yeah, I was going 10 and 6. Okay, well, I'll go eleven and five. Okay. Um, I haven't even looked at their schedule, but like, realistically, I think they should go at worst five and one in the division. So I think they go four and off. two. I I don't know if they. It just doesn't feel as strong as they were last year. I don't know. Something just feels off. Maybe I just think that the Seahawks are a bit worse. They um, are, and the cards are still gonna suck. I mean, look, it's hard to know, but I just. Like eleven, if you're, I think they're gonna win five and one, and then you need to pick up six more wins. That's pretty achievable. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, especially if they're playing like the Falcons, Ugh. the Bengals. Oh, God, <laughs> I can't wait to have to talk with the Bengals. <laughs> so okay, uh, let's talk about some best additions. I know we sort of went over who was added and who wasn't. Um. Not a whole lot of additions to the division. Yeah, but not like anything groundbreaking, really. I was almost going to pick Robbie Gould being um, hit with the tag. But he won't sign it. He wants a trade. (laughs) I know, yeah, but but that's the kind of like slim pickings working out as well. In terms of maybe Tevin Coleman's a good pickup, but not for the Niners because it doesn't fit. You well, know, he fits like with uh, Kyle Shanahan, but not with the rest of the roster. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's why so like he would probably be like maybe the standout in terms of kind of free agent pickups. Sure. Well, but like, my I mean my 
best pickup is actually Cliff Kingsbury. Not because I think he's going to do great, Ooh. but because he is just that much. I feel like he has to be that much more of an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who they have last year, like Steve Wilkes, is yep. that his name? Literally yeah, anybody can I... be better than Steve Wilkes. It's not... Yeah, that was just a train wreck, so... Like, I'm, sh- I'm sure he-, he was a defensive coach. And that team was not built for defensive coach. <laughs> I do think, you know, some of the flaws... I mentioned on, like, the first part we did this season that uh, the GM kind of fucked that up, really, from, you know, signing Steve Wilkes, drafted... Rosen, and then now fired Steve Wilkes, gets Cliff Kingsbury, drafts another quarterback. I mean, there's GM issues there too. But, uh, yeah, okay, I, I'll take Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, so, alright, Let's. what about worst? Um, I'm gonna say the Rams getting Clay Matthews. Really? I just think they can do, I mean, for the money as well, I just don't think it really moves the needle for them or like fills a hole in a way that you're like okay cool we've got this guy there we don't need to worry about it like you know as a Packers fan it's not as if you were thinking oh yeah Clay Matthews he's our guy he's got us it was like it was that but then by the end he's what like 34 now something like that so my thing with with Clay is that if he's kind of the weak side linebacker he's not like solely rushing the passer, he's probably still pretty serviceable. Like, if they moved into the middle, I'd say he'd be really good. Um, Or at least much better than what he is right now. But if he's just rushing the passer, he's lost a lot of his speed and his flexibility, and that was kind of his thing. So, Yeah, I mean, I just think they could have used the money, spent it better. Also, I will mention um, Eric Weddle as well. Like oh you're right they, yeah they did okay that's know, a good signing it, it's yeah like I, that's probably more of a good pickup than a bad pickup I forgot we didn't mention that before but yeah I like it's I I don't have much faith in these I guess the Eagles did with their kind of veteran assembly but that was more of a salary cap thing that they just managed to get great veteran players and be able to fit them all. This is just kind of plugging fucking random players and seeing what happens. Yeah. Who who do you have? So, my worst is actually going to be DK. Um, oh, fuck. This is bollocks. I know I've been championship, championing him as a great fit for, for something. So, my issue... My- Brandon spent the whole of the build-up with a draft sending me pictures of DK Metcalf and like DK Metcalf lifting weights and doing push-ups and like box jumps and stuff which is like fine but I mean I don't care I know you're gonna come around and say he's the worst pickup he's not the worst pickup as because he's the worst player he's the worst pickup for that team I disagree so the reason I say this is he Russell Wilson now for this team, he has Tyler Lockett. He has no pass-catching running back, really. He has no tight end. And now he has DK. DK had 37 catches his entire college career, so it's not like he's shown himself to be a great receiver. And yes, he could probably run deep, but 
that's kind of what Lockett's thing is to be the deep threat. So now their team is essentially two deep threats and Russell Wilson. So all you got to do is roll safeties over to either side of the field or just keep two safeties high and there's no underneath threat at all. So they're fine. Like I, it's just kind of like in the wake of, of Doug Baldwin retiring. It just feels like, wow, they could have gotten a slot receiver or a possession receiver and they got the guy who can do one thing and it's run fast in a straight line. Uh, I don't know. I think I I like the pickup. I think they needed to get a receiver. Yeah. They obviously like him. I mean, new worst case scenario, so lovely um calendars. Uh, worst case scenario is they spend a, a second round pick on a guy who can't catch a ball. Yeah, I like he he's not very good uh, at catching. I get what you're saying. I just don't think that. This like this is not the worst pickup in the whole division. Like, surely I think if that's the logic, then paying Tevin Coleman's probably worse. Yeah, that's fair. But I just I feel like Tevin Coleman's gonna be more useful. Like I I would almost say retroactively. Then if that's the case, then Jarek McKinnick is the worst pickup because they signed Tevin Coleman, who is a much better fit for that team than Jarek McKinnon is. Yeah, but I just think you're maybe being a bit harsh on DK. I mean, maybe you're just jealous of the muscles, could that be it? I mean, who isn't? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, look, we'll, we'll wait and see. It's always hard to know with uh, you know, receivers drafted in the early I mean, right. Like today. I said, Hunter Henry would have a breakout year, and then he tore his ACL. So. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> so, so if you're DK Metcalf, maybe uh, take it easy in training the next week so, or two. Yeah. All right, that is our recap of the NFC West. Um, I know it wasn't the best because it was rather boring. I mean, let's be real. We're we're fans talking about football, and nothing really happened in the NFC West worth talking about. Yeah, I I was I was just thinking there maybe it was like we hadn't prepped like super well, which I mean, full disclosure I didn't. But also, this division is really not exciting. Yeah, no, there was nothing going on. So, yeah, I mean. That's it for us, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, please be sure to tune in in two weeks. And we'll be talking about the NFC East. So Eagles, Cowboys, that team in Washington, and uh, the team that drafted Daniel Jones, number six. Was oh, that what we're doing in two weeks? Yes. Like, um, okay, that'll be uh, spicy. There'll definitely be some takes on that one. Um, also, shout out to Kevin Blue, Kevin Blue Music, Kevin Blue BLU. Um, you can get them Spotify, SoundCloud, most of the places that they uh, have music that he does are intro and outro. Good friend of the podcast. Always good to plug him. Uh, social media, I promise I'll start using it more. I've been kind of all over the place with starting my new job and whatever, so I will work on more regular good quality content uh, on our Instagram at Ariards, I think. Oh, fuck news. Um, Twitter at Ariards Podcast. We're Ariards on Facebook. Uh, I'm at EthanL55 on Twitter. Full disclosure, it'll probably be mainly Raptors content until we lose. Um, yeah. So, alright. I'm at Chips and Quack. I will not be talking about the Raptors, but I just probably won't be talking about a lot of things until football happens. 
just the way I operate. Sorry. That's also fair. So, um, please be sure to check us out next time, guys. All right, see you then. Uh, yeah, hold on to your beats.